Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello. Hi. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Every time. We're so giggly today. We'll get it. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, Jess and I literally woke up like not even an hour ago. No, so sorry. Sound a little stuffed. We're a little um, sleep. We're stuffed. a little. Yeah, we're a little uh, disoriented still. So it's a weird week. It is. It's already uh, the middle of the week, which is crazy. I nice. know, forgetting what day it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going by quickly. It is. But. So welcome, though. Welcome, Sit for Spell Podcast. I'm Jess. Oh yeah, that's us. I'm James. That's us. Did <laughs> we do that last time? I don't remember. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. You who know who we are. You're here. You click the thing. You click the you, thing. You know what we're doing. We'll you know just, what you're in for. We'll just stop doing it all together. Yeah, that works out. (laughs) People are gonna be so confused. Oh man! But yeah, this has been a week. Um, Summer solstice, Lita. Technically, today in Germany, today's midsummer. Um, If you haven't checked the episode out, there's an episode on Mercury and retrograde, which we're currently in until what July? Something July twelfth? I can't remember. Twelfth, twelfth, or the fourteenth, or something like that. We had the twelfth. Um, we had I the so. summer solstice this weekend. There was an um, eclipse. There was an eclipse, and it was Lita. So, so and it was Father's Day. Oh, and Mercury. Oh wait, we said Mercury. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go. See, <laughs> lack ready, of guys. communication skills. It's happening up. already. It really, it really has been. Uh, I've been feeling. Remember. Remember last week how optimistic we were <laughs> about Mercury retrograde. If you listen Trying to that to episode, it, never mind. <laughs> try to spin it for the positive. And then it was like, nope. It was like, you want to be positive? Yeah, I'm gonna... try this. <laughs> I'm going to really put it to the test. Oh, man. But no, it's been fine. Luckily, the days have been going by quickly. For me, at least, they've been going by quickly. Um, yeah. So, been, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just getting, I've been keeping myself busy. Um, I did a, like so much yard work the other day, like literally for like three hours straight, cutting down this piece. I have these, uh, I have a grapefruit tree in my backyard and an orange tree and I literally we haven't touched them for like years it's been like mm. we've lived in this house for a while 11 years and I think years. I think maybe like I think my ex-husband trimmed them maybe like five years ago six years ago huh. um but I don't think we've touched them since then so we spent like literally all of Saturday um butchering this tree <laughs> but now, because the it was like so, I don't know. This isn't interesting, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It, it's it was like, just like do 
out it was on the just like solstice, though. so it was like so overgrown that like it wasn't growing fruit you know what I mean like so yeah I mean yeah. I don't know we were trying to like do something good for it so no you were with family that you were outside fun. you were in the sun nature yeah and it just felt good to uh like use different muscles I guess yeah mm-hmm. and I was really sore for a couple days there that's good yeah. Sure is good. Yeah. Sure is good. I went spontaneous camping. Um <laughs> which was it was fun. I didn't think it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Was, well you're not typically like a super no outdoorsy kind of gal. No, and I'll talk about it more at the end, but it was it was good. It was relaxing. It ended up being a lot more relaxing and calming and recharging than I thought it was going to be oh that's good yeah yeah we had it was father's day on Sunday here in America I don't know do they do father's day everywhere um so (laughs) I had my sister who she lives with her boyfriend and they they've been like you know isolating or whatever but I hadn't seen her since the beginning of lockdown so it was nice she came over we sat outside had a barbecue drank way too much it was uh it was really fun and that was like really recharging too it was nice to see her and um I missed her a lot and we cried when we saw each other of course (laughs) because we're little softies but that was really nice too it was fun just to hang out yeah it sounds nice okay so I'm just going to dive into today's topic because um, it's going to be a long one. And uh, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I was excited too, and I'm still excited because I learned some interesting things. Um, so today's topic is astrology, and when you think about astrology, it's like a lot, you know? And yeah. Really, like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what your astrological sign is. You know all about it. You know the ups and the downs and inside out of it and all of that stuff because that's who we are. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to necessarily like get like deep into like each sign meaning just because we already know, you know, like all of us already know. So what I'm going to do is kind of like do the history of course and then Mm -hmm. um why we even work with astrology then i will break down the signs a little bit i'm going to talk about kind of like that extension that we like to use like your sun your moon your rising and then Mm -hmm. um i'm actually gonna something interesting that kind of like blew my mind and i knew about it a little while ago when the articles first started coming out but like the uh how the sky has shifted and our right. astrological signs might not be what we think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and dun, then dun, dun. Into some other um, astrology kind of stuff. Do it. The yeah. zodiac that we, the zodiac that we know of, is definitely something that obviously happened in Europe because everything, a lot of stuff happens in Europe. But there are different, there's like the Mayan, there's Chinese, there's a lot of different um, Zodiac that people really follow, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like the Chinese have their own, like their own calendar even, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
So that makes sense. Yeah. So I also think like astrology is a lot of people's first, like dipping their toe into, you know, like, I don't know, witchcraft, the occult, whatever. I think there's even a lot of people who don't even consider it. Like, you know, like it's in like the newspaper. It's in like, you know, like it's, it's very, very mainstream, especially lately. So I think um, it's a good way. Absolutely. It's a good way to introduce people to it. Yes. Um, So there's definitely been a tremendous history with humans and stars. Um, Just because when human civilization was developing, uh, we didn't know science. And so what we would do is we would look to the changing of the seasons. We would look to what was growing when. We would look to animal behaviors and we would look up to the sky. Um, Mm -hmm. Because at that point, when human civilization was really developing, we were starting to like get these fundamental ideas, um, stop being so much nomads, start going into villages and then cities and then building um, governments and economies. The skies never changed. They were always up there. And so they were something that was extremely important um, and that we were always looking at to help us make our decisions. Especially with like agriculture and um, movement and travel, um, it, it was mm-hmm. so important. Um, it, even when, I mean, just kind of getting ahead, but like when we started uh, going onto ships and um, moving around and going doing trade with other people, it's it's how we traveled. Right. So the stars have always been tremendously important. Um, so just some examples: uh, farmers used the stars in the sky as a calendar um, as long ago as the ancient Egyptians, Babylonians. Um, when the rising of Sirius, the dog star, would happen around mid-July in just a couple weeks, it was seen as um, that was kind of like the reminder that the annual flooding of the Nile River was going to happen. So that was kind of cool. Oh, okay. Um, like I had just said, travelers used the skies as a compass. In ancient China, um, they would look at eclipses or sunspots uh, for kind of like good or bad times for their emperor. Um, And they thought those signs had like less uh, meaning for, I guess, like lesser status people. So like the, the signs and the stars and the planets were meant for the emperor, not for everyone else kind of a thing. Okay. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, the Sumerians and the Babylonians, um, by around like 2500 BC, a really long time ago, uh, <laughs> appeared to have like a lot of divination practices. Um, not only the stars, but like they would look at liver spots, um, animal entrails. They would look at the stars. They would look at the movement of the planets. Um, and they were really kind of like focused on Venus in particularly. Huh. Um, and they had a tablet. It was the Venus tablet of Amistiqua. Amistiqua, I think. Sounds right. I'm saying right. wrong. But um, this tablet is dated to around 1000 BC, which is really old. It's really um, old. And it tracks the motion of Venus. And it's one of the earliest pieces um, that shows Babylonian kind of like planetary omens, which is really cool. 
did they did this did it they say or was it ever i don't know acknowledged why venus um not that i looked into no i think (laughs) at the time it's probably just the, the planet that was most prominent to them um yeah, that makes sense. This is just my total guess because, like, we can see Venus a lot in our sky. Right. And right. Um, it's very bright. So I think that was just kind of like something that they were able to see. They were really kind of like obsessed with Venus, right? And they made this tablet. Um, the Babylonians were pretty progressive too um because i think i've talked about it in another episode i don't remember but the code of hammurabi we like all learn about it in school like very briefly um Mm -hmm. it's where we get like an eye for an eye that kind of thing it was like the first uh recorded documentation of laws basically um and that happened like kind of around the same time so they were pretty like it's like okay we need the stars and we need government as well um, so okay. super that's cool. pretty yeah yeah that's pretty cool um so the ancient egyptians kind of like also contributed to kind of like looking for patterns in the stars like especially the constellations and understanding that the constellations are going to shift and move as we go through the year um mm-hmm. and at that point the babylonians had already divided the zodiac into the 12 equal signs and they did this by 1500 bc which is like wow in 2020 ad ad or bce if you want to be scientific about it um mm-hmm. so that was like a really long time ago it's like <laughs> thousands and thousands of years yeah so it was it's almost 4000 years ago that the zodiac signs were made so i mean holy crap they're legit okay um yeah. <laughs> so or are they they are they are um and it was like really we've obviously kind of like tweaked and changed the um names and things right but um they had the twins for gemini they had the lion for leo they had the scales for libra so i mean they didn't have those names you know those Mm -hmm. are greek we'll talk about that in a second but they did have um a lot of the symbolism that we continue to use to this day especially the 12 you know so like i said these 12 are going to be really incorporated into greek divination um especially because of ptolemy um and some of you might have heard of ptolemy he's a very important author um in the greek tradition and Mm -hmm. he actually wrote a book um i am so sorry for this pronunciation but it's uh (laughs) tetrabiblios uh, which became essentially the core book in the history of western astrology and it's going to help to popularize these 12 signs. Now, he wow. wrote this like a long time ago. Um, like a long, a long time ago. Yeah, so he wrote this somewhere in between like 100 and 200 AD. Um, so wow. like almost 2,000 years ago. Which yeah. Which is like mind boggling. It boggles and the we're, mind. We're still talking about it. <laughs> we're still about it we actually still use a lot of his tenets too his book is still extremely popular um okay so here's like a little kind of like a summary okay so um aside from like outlining the techniques of an astrological practice like looking at the stars 
Ptolemy's philosophical defense of the subject as a natural, beneficial study helped secure theological tolerance towards astrology in Western Europe during the medieval era. This allowed um, Ptolemaic teachings on astrology to be included in universities during the Renaissance, which brought an associated impact upon medical studies and literary works. So super popular, super popular. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's so cool because it's so old. And, like, I know during this time, during, like, the Renaissance and kind of, like, this move, huge push for, like, Christianity, right? There was, like, yeah. a lot going on, you know? Yeah. People were reading the Bible for the first time. People were, um, let me just note that people were reading the Bible for the first time 2,000 years ago. So, I mean, mm, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just really, I really enjoy how much astrology was mixed in to everything that was happening during kind of like that Renaissance period. Yeah. Especially Renaissance art. Um, I almost accidentally got a art history minor, which I'm sure is not surprising. Accidentally. Accidentally. (laughs) And I really like taking classes when I was in college. No one is surprised. That's the that's a very Jessica thing of you to do, though. Well, <laughs> to almost get a degree. So we have this very like tight group of friends, and they make fun of me all the time because I don't really do maths very well. But I mm-hmm. accidentally got a math degree. <laughs> accidentally, yeah. Um, but it was because it was I really like like the Earth, obviously, you know. So. I was taking like all kinds of science and geography classes and I accidentally got an associate's degree in like natural sciences and mathematics, but it wasn't because of the math. It was because of the natural sciences. The sciences part. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. I don't know why they put those two together. Who knows? Looks Who knows? good though. Yeah. Why not? Um, but I know a lot about geology, so there we go. Yay. Um, enough about me. Let's keep talking about this. So no. Let's talk um, about college. Just keep going on. I never went to college, so I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> okay. You Here we are. Miss, you didn't miss that much. Yeah. I'm guessing not. Accidental math degrees. <laughs> and, and still be horrible at math. Thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. I don't miss that. Nope. Okay. So the... um. Word zodiac actually comes from the Greek, and it is a term for sculpted animal figure, which is actually very appropriate for the constellations, even though not all of them are animals, but I mean, still, it's really cool. I didn't know Uh, that. That's according to the Oxford English Dictionary, Um, and the order in which the signs usually um, listed comes from that Greek period as well, uh, which is cool. So, obviously, we have, like... um, some will start with Aquarius in January, and some will start with Aries in March and April. I don't know mm-hmm. why some do that and some don't do that. I didn't look it up, but um, um, I've I've always seen, I mean, yeah, you see both, but I've from what I've read that Aries is the first it's sign the first of the house. zodiac. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the first house, so. Yeah. But I guess people are like, well, start with January because it's yeah. the first month. I think it just yeah. makes it easier for people. Yeah. But I'm an Aries and um, we're supposed to be first. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Jess is an Aries too. Kinda. 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 She's we'll an Aries, but she's it. really not. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um another really cool thing is that there's this like research team and they were in Croatia in like this cave and they were just kind of like <laughs> going through this cave like doing like archaeology anthropology stuff and they found like this <laughs> secret like passage in the cave and then mm-hmm. in the secret passage there was like this other room and in that room they found an over 2000 year old um board made out of ivory and it was in like 30 broken up fragments um and the the fragments when they put them together it was a zodiac table Um, oh wow it's like a carved uh carved ivory zodiac table in this like croatian cave overlooking (laughs) like adriatic sea oh my god so romantic and like just like yeah super cool imagine like the people who use that who like yeah. went there and just mm-hmm. spent their time there and the like the person theory, who carved that yeah the theories that it came over on like a ship or like with someone um and then maybe they were using the cave uh to kind of like give readings or like that's maybe where they hung like, out track the stars. yeah there's some wars and stuff at the time so they were thinking maybe they were like based in there i don't know that's pretty so crazy. Cool. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Um, and it was kind of like done in a Greco-Roman style. And there were images of Cancer, Gemini, and Pisces, which is real cool. That's kind of like the base history, right? So um, kind of a lot of cultures looked at the stars. They start to have similar kind of like theories and practice with the moving constellations and planet alignments. And then we get into Sumerian and Babylonians who are going to like really dive deep. And then that's going to be transferred over um, to the Greeks. And then Ptolemy is really going to popularize it. But very old, almost 4,000 years old. So why do we even believe in astrology? Like why do we still use it? Um, Obviously astrology is not a religion. And people of every religion and color and creed and gender use astrology like not every person in the world but a lot of people um there was even like some statistic that like just this crazy percentage I of course didn't write it down but like of people look at astrology every day so wow um well yeah when when we did them last week's it was something like 41 percent of like people between 18 and 20 something I I don't know I don't remember the actual numbers, but yeah, it was a, it was a high amount. Yeah. And because essentially it's a comfort, you know, it's like something that has always been around. Um, If you really think about it, astrology is a lot older than a lot of the religions that we majorly practice right now. And Mm -hmm. so it's something that's always been there. It's been ingrained and it's something that everybody knows. So it's comfortable. Um, It's very comforting. It is very comforting because you could say like, oh, I like feel this way. And then you could look up your whatever and you'd be like, okay, well, this is why, you know, it kind of gives Mm -hmm. you that reasoning just the same way that it gave people reason before we understood science or before we had other meanings for things. Yeah. Um, Which is, I really like that part because I feel like it connects back to 
like our ancestry, you know, like it really connects back to our just yeah, and heritage even, as a whole. Or even just like, this is getting like very out there, but like, even just like us as like beings as a whole, like we come from the stars, we are made of stars, like we, yeah. mm-hmm. before there was even an earth, like, you know, we, you know it's you are connected to the stars whether or not you believe in horoscopes astrology whatever exactly Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the most basic part of just like our dna you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so it, it is very comforting it's very comforting but we look at these things for interpretations for assurances um to resolve issues to improve relationships um we mm-hmm. use astrology as a tool. Um, some might even say kind of like a crutch if they don't really like it that much, you know, to like mm-hmm. help you move through life. But I mean, astrology claims that like nothing in life is coincidental, you know, like mm-hmm. you are like your soul or your being or your life force is essentially like being led by mm-hmm. the movement of the sky. And like, obviously, we know that we have free will, you make your own choices. But like these are just kind of like things that based on almost 4,000 years of practice that Mm -hmm. we can say are like kind of likely to happen. Like obviously it's not set in stone. It's just like these are things that have been proven to be that happened again and again. And so it could happen again. And so that's why. Yeah. It like more than likely will. Yeah. And it's also like a... um, it's like, yeah, we have free will. I absolutely believe that we have free will, but it's like the universe or whoever, whatever, gives you signs. And, you know, yeah, like you said, like you're kind of being led certain ways. There's not going to be like, this is what you should do, but maybe here's some advice on what yeah. you maybe you could do. You know, I think yes. that's some, and I, there are like all people, like all things, there are people who take it to the extreme one way or the other. But I think if you, like you said, use it as a tool rather than as your entire, you know, guidebook on what to do every day of your life. then Yeah, exactly. In a a healthy way, you know, use it in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, I kind of like you said guidebook. And I think that that kind of like helps a lot. Kind of like in the same sense as like a uh, when you're looking at a tarot guidebook, you know, and you have your spread in front of you and Mm you have the the cards laid out in front of you and you have their meaning from the guidebook but then you still have to interpret what Mm -hmm. each of them means in regards to that whole spread you know so Mm -hmm. yeah we know that this is an Aries yeah we know that this is Gemini we know that these might be some traits but you have to kind of like look at it as a bigger picture and kind of like pull the pieces um, Mm -hmm. that are going to make the most sense to you yeah um a lot of people really turn to astrology like in times of need um to like help figure out how to overcome obstacles or they know that they're going to hit a problem in the future and they might want to figure out how what's the best way to go about that um i think the number one this is just my personal opinion uh Mm -hmm thing that people really look to astrology for is like relationships um I yes. think that's kind of like the most popular or like media popular you know 
So Absolutely. it's always yeah. like, what is my love sign? Like, who am I attracted to? Who, who am I most compatible with? Like, oh, he's a Virgo. I can't even, you know, or like, yeah, our signs just won't even match. And I've met people who like will not interact with people based on their sign. And they're just like, I cannot. I know I can't. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as an Aries, we are kind of like more uh, easily mixed in with everybody else. Like we get along with a lot of people. Um, yeah which is good. We have, we have a couple love matches, like three or four, which some don't. Um, so yeah, nice. But I think it's very popularized in the media and in kind of like films and TV where astrology is like really based around like love life. Like, okay, like what's going to happen to my love life this week? Or am I going to meet someone or who should I be? Or am I compatible with this person? And um, Which yeah. is so funny because a lot of the, a lot of the DMs we get, um, other than like <laughs> literally like almost a few, a couple times a week, people asking for love spells, yeah, which okay. is like, we don't do that. So, uh, you, you can go back and listen to our love magic episode. Um, but people, I, I, the number one question I get uh, from people is about their signs and their partner signs like their compatibility and why they're, why they're fighting and um, are they going to last, you know, things like that, which is, I mean, it's, it's a huge part of your life, your partner, your significant other. So, I mean, of course people are going to have questions. And I think because love, you know, in whatever terms is so uncertain at times, of course you're going to be looking for uh, any kind of, guidance or answers because oh, it's just like sure. it, goes, it goes back to that comfort thing you want to feel like oh, okay well we're really compatible our signs are really compatible so we're going to be fine yeah no absolutely like a hundred percent you want clarification you want comfort you want kind of like that yeah. pat on the back like it's going to be okay you know yeah, or the opposite like oh well he was a Scorpio so it was never going to work out you yeah know, like, yeah well what's yeah. that word like vindication vindication Jesus. yeah vindication yeah you want to feel vindicated that's yes. the word and you're like I knew it it wasn't you know it wasn't me he's a Scorpio he's a Libra whatever yeah like, this was never a, gonna yes yeah yes yes yes. yes 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 and that doesn't have to be in relationships either or like just love relationships it can be in even familial relationships and friendships. Yeah, our friendships. Um, absolutely. So, I mean, James because along so well because we're both Aries. <laughs> and Aries yeah. and Aries are very compatible. Yeah, because we love ourselves. <laughs> we do. We really and do. <laughs> my husband is a Sagittarius, which is like third down the love line. That's my rising. Um, oh, see? Yeah. Uh, my sister is a Sagittarius as well and then my other super compatible is a is a Gemini which is another one of our very good friends Adrian. yeah Adri uh, my mom one of my other friends and my stepdad they're all Gemini and then um, my I think my second like most compatible is a Leo which is Angie so, oh my gosh yeah wait you said gemini's the most no it's compatible? just one of them there was I think one of them? friendship compatible i think i don't yeah. remember but um i know i mean 
that makes very a lot of well sense. with Leos, Libras, uh, and Sagittarius, and I think maybe Taurus, which makes sense because I'm probably a Taurus. I should be, but yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, but people love a good horoscope is basically what I'm trying to say, and. <laughs> You want it for all of those reasons that we discussed. You want it for comfort. You want it for vindication. You want it for clarification. You want it for guidance. Like people look at their zodiac and their ask their uh, horoscopes every day or once a week. Or if you have co-star, it'll call you out every day or say some weird. Yeah, thing. that thing needs to chill. Needs to chill. <laughs> Cussed at me the other day. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, Here's you uncalled for. <laughs> but I love it <laughs> then you're like yeah you're right you're right <laughs> it's like excuse you but okay all right I'll trust okay. you astrology is gonna kind of like when you look at the base of it it's gonna take into some like some things into uh consideration right mm -hmm. so something called your birth potential and the effects of like the planets and the stars on your personal horoscope okay, okay. so you look at what time you were born you look at where the um sun was like the sun was in whatever right the yeah sun was in so you look at all these things right you look at when you were born the time where the sun was where the moon was all of these things and based on all of those things you're given a astrological sign symbol name right mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then along with that, you get all your traits, you get your lucky number, you get what planet you're ruled by, you get what element you're ruled by, you get all these things, right? Right. Colors, associations, animal connections. I mean, you name it, you can find it. Yeah. You know, it's literally and everything. Some people will really latch on to all of this and like they'll be like, I'm Aries. All my stuff is going to be Mars. It's going to be red. I'm going to associate all my stuff with these numbers. I'm going to do like all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people just kind of like check their, their stuff every now and again in the back of a magazine. It really just yeah. depends on, again, we say this all the time, but it just depends on your personal preference and how much like faith you're going to, you're going to put into it, you know? Yeah. That's with anything. People yeah. will take anything. People will love a football team and make that their entire identity. You know? Exactly. Like so it, people will find whatever they need to latch onto. Yes. And, and there's nothing wrong with either, you know, either way, whatever yeah. gets you, whatever gets you through the day. Yes, exactly. And some people call horoscopes and like your Zodiac kind of like a blueprint. And um, mm -hmm. I really like that because a, a blueprint, you can kind of like change and yeah. race and it's like a rough draft more exactly and you can kind of take these things that you're given and say well I really associate with this and this is kind of like what I'm going to follow or at least kind of like take it as like background advice um, yeah if you think of it as a blueprint or like as a rough draft or kind of like something that can be changed and evolved you can really get a lot out of it yeah absolutely now, um, aside from the actual kind of like run-of-the-mill horoscope, right, which can vary dramatically depending on like who wrote it, uh, 
there's kind of like these two yeah. really popular things. There's astrocartography and there's your um, birth or star or natal chart, depending on what word you want to use. Right. So astrocartography is really cool and I didn't know it was a thing and now I want one. But it's basically um, kind of like using the same information you would use in a birth chart or a star chart, but it gives you mm -hmm. kind of like a geographic map like a literal like map um that can help you saying like okay based on all of the stuff you inputted about yourself you would probably enjoy traveling to these places or you'd probably really do well in oh. this climate like that kind of stuff so that's cool that is really cool and then um the i don't know what do you call it do you call it birth chart star chart natal chart i think i call it a star chart yeah i usually will say star chart i think yeah um, I can't remember what it's called on CoStar, but I know like if you sign up for the CoStar app, they'll do a chart for you, like a very um, minimal one, and it'll kind of like give you a more in-depth uh, reading, astrological reading, but you can yeah. also hire like a small business person, um, someone on Etsy, someone you might know. Um, I probably, I don't know if I would recommend using one of those big websites because they might be like scammy, but like, yeah, on Etsy, ask around. Um, and some people make these like gorgeous like birth charts. They'll like hand make them for you, or at least they'll send you the data. And um, mm. you put in, I mean, you put in your time you were born, where you were born, all this like other personal information, and they can give you this like much more in-depth astrological profile. Yeah. There's another app that I uh, use. It's free. It's called The Pattern. I'm sure most people mm -hmm. listening to this probably already use it. But what I like about it is it's like with CoStar, it's very quick and like it's like one sentence for the day, you know, kind of yeah, like a daily horoscope thing. The pattern is more like uh, weeks at a time. It'll give you, or even like, there's even one on there that's like for, until next Ju next July, you know, like 2021. Oh wow! It'll say like these are the things that you may be feeling during this time. You're going to be more creative. You might, you know, this might be a good time to start a new relationship, or you know, it's it gives you a lot deeper information, I think, and it really really goes into your like your star chart and your friends, your romantic relationships, like a you know. All kinds That's of stuff. Cool. So definitely check that one out for sure. I, yeah, I don't have that one. I'll have to look. I'll have to oh, yeah, you, you'll love it. It's the same sort of thing you need to know uh, your birthday, your birth time, where you were born. Um, I think that's, I think that's it. But you kind of, you need to know the time, def like the exact time you were born. I know that. When I downloaded CoStar, I, I had looked at Pattern, but I like didn't download it because I downloaded CoStar first. And yeah, I like both of them. I like having, I like having them both because they're both, they are used for, I use them for different things. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm going to be like, I'm going to do it now. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> um, okay. So the Zodiacs, the um, 12 astrological signs um okay i'm gonna break these down real quick okay do it so just in case we have some listeners who are just like super new to 
astrology and just like don't know. So yeah, here we go. We can't always assume everyone knows. Um, so I did go the Aries ending with Aquarius. So uh, James and I are both Aries. Um, my birthday is April 13th. James April 4th and um this range is March 21st to April 19th so we are both in it um and this sign is ruled by Mars and the element fire um I personally love fire this is one of my like really Mm -hmm. strong associations with Aries um Mm -hmm. so some Aries strengths uh courageousness determination confidence enthusiastic um optimistic honest and passionate which I can Mm -hmm. say both of us very fit into all of those things um uh, weaknesses impatient (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) moody short-tempered impulsive and aggressive I'm not aggressive but I'm all the other things I'm all those things. Seem short-tempered. I'm like short-tempered in my head. And I think this is why um, why it doesn't seem outwardly that I associate with Aries because I don't, um, I keep myself really well, uh, I guess like poker-faced, I guess you can say, you know? Like, uh-huh. And so I feel all of these things, but I don't... Um, they don't like come out like you don't see my short-temperedness because I keep it in you know you don't see my moodiness yeah you're very like but it's because I'm too polite yeah composed excellent word I I'm too polite you know like if we're gonna (laughs) go I know it's having some issues right now but I'm like the huffly puffliest like person you'll ever meet and Mm -hmm. so even though I'm mad inside you won't know like right like I can tell I can tell when you're mad but yeah, that's because I've known you forever. Yeah. Um, but I think to the outside, it is definitely where, whereas I think that I get that definitely the Aries thing where I, if I'm upset, like you're going to know. Oh. Like I just, I cannot keep, I like cannot keep <laughs> I my. I think you have a poker face. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I have the opposite of a poker face. <laughs> You've made me laugh a couple times where we'll be like somewhere together and someone will say something and your face is just like. <laughs> I can't control it. I really cannot control it. And um, I can't control my face and I cannot control my mouth. Like if. I think I've had I, to learn because I'm my half of my job is meetings, you know? So like. Right. I can't. Right. <sighs> so. Some other things (laughs) that were both very compatible. Aries, so there's like four categories that I like to put in here. Strengths, weaknesses, likes, and dislikes. So Mm -hmm. Aries likes comfortable clothes. Duh, who doesn't? Um, Taking on leadership roles, which we both do. Yeah. Physical challenges, which we both do enjoy. Um, And then individual sports. I'd say that's a, we like boxing. We box. What's an in- yeah. Oh, so yeah, not like, an- I think that's individual. We're not playing like just, we're not doing not like basketball. Team. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, yeah, boxing very much is an individual sport because, I mean, yeah, we can cheer each other on, but we have to be the ones to, yeah, get ourselves through it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then just last Aries dislikes uh like sitting around like inactivity um delay oh, that's, that's not true I love nothing. I know this one I'm like mm, 
because I'm lazy and yeah, I love to do nothing. Um, and yeah. then the last one is like a work that does not use your talent. That does bother me. So. Yeah. Like busy work. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. annoying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do internally, I do associate with an Aries. There's a lot that I don't associate with Aries. Like they're supposed to have like super fiery personalities and I'm like super quiet, but I don't know, maybe my red hair kind of like just makes up for that. <laughs> But you have been, you've been coming out of your shell a lot in the past few years. I will say that. I think it's because I'm old. And so I'm like, (laughs) screw it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So anyways. Okay. So let's talk about the Taurus because, oh, and the Aries is a ram. Yes. Yes. Um, Which is, I'm very hard headed. I'm very stubborn. Mm -hmm. I'm very Mm -hmm. stubborn. So. Strong willed. Um, the Taurus, which a lot of people think I associate a lot better with, which I mean, once I read all these, and if you know me, you're going to be like, yeah, she's a Taurus, but I'm not. I was born on April 13th. So a Taurus is April 20th to May 20th. It's the bull ruled by Venus um, and the element earth. And so strengths are um, reliable, patient, Mm -hmm. practical, devoted, responsible, and stable excellent Mm -hmm. things uh weaknesses are stubbornness um being possessive and uncompromising uh likes Mm -hmm. are gardening cooking music romance high quality clothes and working with their hands um taurus dislikes are sudden changes complications insecurity of any kind and randomly synthetic fabrics um every single one of those things i said is me every single yes and it's like well hmm. so yeah but then I, you can kind of say that with all of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's true. But I mean, again, these are kind of just like literally like foundational. like, And they're like, and they're right next to each other. So like they that are. makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, Gemini, which we know several, um, mm-hmm. is May 21st to June 21st. And they are the twins ruled by mercury and the element air Uh, strengths are gentleness affectionate curious adaptable ability to learn quickly and exchange ideas weaknesses are nervous inconsistent and decisive Um, gemini likes are books music magazines um Mm -hmm. talking like having conversations and like travel um dislikes are being alone um being confined and like repetition which okay. basically just described my mother. <laughs> She's a Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Um, cancer is the crab. I love the little cancer crab. And, We're in cancer uh, season right now. We are. And uh, this is June 21st to July 22nd. Um, so any babies born are going to be little cancer babies. And uh, they're ruled by the moon and the element water. Um, I always, I think if I had to like choose one, I would probably choose cancer because I love the moon. Yeah. And I love water. Like if I wasn't a yeah. fire element, I would want to be a water element. I love water. I don't like deep water. Uh-huh. We talked about this, but like, I love yeah. being in like a river or like a stream or like being by water or looking at water or being in the pool. Oh, yeah. Water. Yeah. But not the ocean. No. 
No, it's gross. Uh, so some strengths <laughs> are um, tenacious, highly imaginative, loyal, emotional, sympathetic, and persuasive. Uh, weaknesses are moody, um, being pessimistic, suspicious, manipulative, insecure. Oh, maybe I don't want to be cancer. Um, cancers yeah. enjoy art, home-based hobbies, relaxing near or in water, or helping loved ones. Oh, nice. um, and some dislikes are strangers. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, any criticism of their mother? Oh, revealing it's very personal specific. life. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> And then we go into Leo, um, which is our dear friend Angie. And uh, this is July 23rd to August 22nd. This is the lion ruled by the sun with the element fire. Um, strengths I know Leo are, fire. Yeah, Leo's a fire sign. It's because they're ruled yeah. by the sun. Yeah. Um, and I think they're the only one ruled by the sun, which is cool. Um, so some strengths are create creativity, um, being passionate, generous, warm-hearted, cheerful, humorous. Weaknesses are arrogance, um, stubbornness, self-centered, lazy, and flexible. Um, Leo likes are theater, holidays, like going on a like going on a vacation, um, mm -hmm. being admired, expensive things, bright colors, <laughs> and having fun. Um, Leo well. dislikes being ignored uh, facing difficult realities not being treated like a queen uh, let's see um virgo virgo is one of the two that people kind of go like mm, about mm -hmm. because like all the serial killers are like virgos or scorpios which is mm -hmm. like the weirdest thing so weird like you go down that list you know like that goes around and like it's all yeah. Virgos and scorpios and it's like what in the world aries don't um, get caught that's why that you know <laughs> I believe it. Um, so a Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. Uh, they're the maiden or the virgin, depending on what area you are, what symbolism they want to use. Um, mm -hmm. Ruled by Mercury and um, element the earth. So strengths are being loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking, and practical. Weaknesses are shyness, worry, overcritical of yourself or others, and all work and no play. Mm. Uh, okay. likes are animals healthy food books nature and cleanliness uh, virgo dislikes are uh, rudeness asking for help and taking center stage which doesn't sound like serial killer to me at all sounds like a well, lonely individual yeah let's see uh libra which is my moon um is September 23rd to October 22nd. They're represented by the scales. Uh, they're ruled by Venus and the element air. So some strengths are um, being cooperative, diplomatic, gracious, fair-minded, and social. Weaknesses are indecisiveness, um, confrontations. Uh, they can carry a grudge and like self-pity. Hmm. Libra likes are harmony, gentleness, sharing with others, the outdoors, and dislikes are violence, injustice, loudmouths, and conformity, which again really fits me well. Nobody likes a loudmouth. Let's see. Okay. Um, Scorpio is October. My moon. That's your moon. Mm -hmm. October 23rd to November 20th. <laughs> <laughs> October 23rd to November 21st um, symbolized by the scorpion uh, ruled by two planets here which 
this might make a little bit of sense for like the serial killer factor because maybe they're being pulled in like two different directions um Mm -hmm. because they're being ruled by pluto and mars and pluto is so far and it has like this crazy like 30 year cycle i think yeah like Uh um and then mars which has a, a, a normal cycle and the element water um so strengths are being resourceful brave passionate stubborn and a true friend Weaknesses, uh, distrusting, jealous, secretive, violent, uh, Scorpios like truth, facts, being right, longtime friends, teasing, um, and passion. Uh, dislikes are dishonesty, uh, revealing of secrets, and being passive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to just be like a really strong-willed person. Yes. All right. Um, and then going into Sagittarius, um, November 22nd to December 21st. That's your rising. Um, mm-hmm. My rising is Aries. I'm an Aries Libra Aries. Oh, weird. Maybe they cancel each other out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so some strengths of a Sagittarius. Generous, idealistic, great sense of humor. Weaknesses. Um, maybe make too many promises. Impatience. Um, kind of like having no filter which is mm. my sister to a T. Sorry, Jenna. Um, Sagittarius <laughs> she <knows>. likes <laughs> she knows. Uh, freedom, travel, philosophy, being outside. Sagittarius dislikes are clingy people, being constrained, um, like off-the-wall theories, like conspiracies, and like making detailed plans, which that's Jenna really likes details. Huh. She's, a, she's a teacher. She needs those details. <laughs> okay, two more. Uh, Capricorn, December 22nd to January 19th. This is the goat. Um, some say like sea goat, but I don't know what a sea goat is. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> like a seal? I don't, like I a... think I see it sometimes like, you know, where it's like the head of a goat and like the tail of like a fish. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? I think. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So ruled by Saturn and the element Earth. Uh, strengths are responsible, disciplined, self-control, good manners. Weaknesses are being a know-it-all, um, <laughs> unforgiving, condescending, expecting the worst. Uh, Capricorn likes are family, tradition, music, understated status, uh, quality craftsmanship. And then this part is really funny. It says Capricorn dislikes almost everything at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mother. My mother's a Capricorn. Mindy's a Capricorn. Our good friend Mindy's a Capricorn. She's right on the cusp, like, like yeah, literally say, wait. January 19th. Yeah. So, all right. Um, and then the last and final is Aquarius. Um, Aquarius is January 20th to February 18th. So this is going to be your Valentine's Day babies. Um, their symbol is the water bearer. Um, and it's like, can be like a woman or some kind of like figure holding like a vase, like pouring water or just a vase of water. Um, yeah. They're ruled by Uranus and Saturn. So again, like pulled two different ways. And their element is air. Um, Some strengths are um, progressive, original, independent, humanitarian, weaknesses. Oh, wait, no, I totally lied. We have Pisces. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Independent, humanitarian, weakness uh, runs from emotion, expression, temperamental, uncompromising, and aloof. Uh, They like fun, helping others, fighting for causes, intellectual conversations. They dislike limitations, broken promises, being lonely, dull, or boring. 
um, or people who disagree with them. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Okay, for real, it's the last one this time. Uh, <laughs> Pisces. Um, now, before I get into Pisces, I'm going to like force, not foreshadow a little bit, but um, there, NASA has said a while ago that the sky has shifted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we go with the ast- astrological symbols after the shift, I would be a Pisces. You would also be a Pisces. So let's see if this this works with us, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Very so against it. Traditionally, Pisces would be February 19th to March 20th. They're represented by a fish or two fish. Um, they are pulled in two different directions with uh, being ruled by Neptune and Jupiter, and their water ele- they are a water element. Strengths are being compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. Um, they are associated with psychicness as well. Uh, weaknesses are being fearful, over-trusting, sad, um, a desire to escape reality, and can easily be made into a victim. Um, Pisces enjoy being alone, sleeping, music, romance, visual media, swimming, and spiritual themes. Um, Mm. Pisces dislikes are being a know-it-all or not. Yeah, we don't like, or not we, but they don't like uh, know-it-alls being criticized, the past coming back to haunt them, and cruelty of any kind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I could could see myself fitting in there most of those things yeah but it's just i got a i got a thing with being an aries i just well, do and that's like that's the thing it's like we connect so strongly with our symbol and we're like yeah like yeah i'm i'm a yeah. writer diaries like no sky you cannot tell yeah me. how dare you sky <laughs> how dare you <laughs> sky i'm gonna go yell at the sky <laughs> I think technically it's the Earth's fault. For sure. Um, okay, I'm gonna yell at the ground. So. Okay, so you have you have those twelve uh astrological signs, right? That come with all of those things. I didn't even talk about number or color associations. I didn't talk about love connections. I didn't talk about friendship connections. Go yeah. to astrology.com. It's a wonderful website if you want. I mean, there's all kinds, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be here for four hours. So um, what I wanted to do after talking about those is talking about kind of like the extension. And um, this is, so for example, I am an Aries sun, Libra moon, Aries ascending or rising, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What's yours? Um, Aries sun. Mm -hmm. What did I say? Scorpio moon, Sagittarius rising. That's cool that you have three different ones. Yeah. I think most people do. But um, so these kind of like give you a more in-depth analysis, I want to mm-hmm. say. And mm-hmm. if you do have an app, I'm assuming Pattern does the same thing and CoStar does it. You can go in and really give yourself kind of like a general overview of what that means for you. Yes. Um, which is really not. Not only does it tell you what your, you know, your sun, moon, rising are, but it tells you what each of those means as, as those parts of your personality. 
Yes. So like your your sun is responsible for a certain part of your personality. Your moon is responsible for a different part of your personality. So it's yeah. like, it goes really into depth, which is nice. So you do have associations with different things. So um, I'm an Aries rising. Um, my uh, Gemini is in Mars. Like Libra was in um, the moon phase. Scorpio was in Pluto, Pluto and like so, so on and so forth, right? And that's what you get when you put in your like birthday and the time and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, really quickly, I'm going to break these down. So your sun sign, so uh, mine is Aries. It's your ego identity and kind of like your role in life. Um, this is going to work out for James and I because we're both Aries. So like mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to give you like a little bit of example. So um, we are fundamentally assertive, persistent, and courageous, naturally competitive, and fiercely independent. Like, mm. yes, we both are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your moon, uh, mine is in Libra. You said yours was in Scorpio? Yeah. Uh, this is your, like, emotions, moods, and feelings. Um, so, like, for example... Uh, my moon is in Libra, which means um, I'm emotionally kind of like self-balanced, harmonious. I like to look at both sides of the situation. I can be like really indecisive, right? Um, That's you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you have your um, rising or ascendant sign. Again, mine is in Aries. Yours is in Sagittarius. And this is how people, this is kind of like how you present yourself to people. You're like mask. Yeah. Um, and so I know yours is different, but for me, uh, mine is, let's see, um, I come across as very independent, energetic, and direct. Um, I might seem like I move really quickly. I might be a little bit impulsive. Um, and that's kind of like how I like come off to people. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Some of it is not very, I don't Yeah. I definitely don't see you as impulsive. And then I'm not going to go into detail on all of the planets, but like, well, for mine personally, but you have planetary alignments as well. And the CoStar app, I know, will definitely tell you. And so will different astrological websites. Um, Mm -hmm. So where you fall in Mercury is about your communication and thought process. Where you Mm -hmm. fall in Venus is um, kind of like the things you love or how you love, how you show affection. Mars is going to be how you assert yourself or take action. Jupiter is your social kind of like idealism. Saturn is your uh, area of responsibility, your boundaries, fears, self-discipline. And then the last three are really, really interesting because they really deeply impact because they stay in that sign for so long. So Uranus is going to stay in a... Uh, constellation or in a sign for seven years and it's all about innovation um, progress and rebellion and wasn't aren't we isn't your uranus in retrograde isn't that one of them i think uh yes i'm pretty sure but i do know that whenever uranus is in retrograde big things happen and um there's like rebellions and all kinds of different things that have been like yeah hello. historically that happen yeah um neptune uh, stays in one sign for 14 years and this wow. is about dreams imagination and the unconscious and then pluto is the longest pluto will stay in one sign for 30 years and this kind of like can impact power intensity obsession and control 
Wow. Which is really interesting. And I wanted to look at my Pluto, which Pluto's not, technically it's not a planet, but we still recognize it was in Scorpio. Oh, my Pluto is in Scorpio. (laughs) Nice. And um, basically Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they're not necessarily going to be independent, like very personal. Um meanings it's going to be generational so yeah example so i'll just do pluto since we're both in scorpio um this says meaning or generation psyche is comparatively passionate intense serious private self-obsessed and perceptive which yeah yeah um yeah it's your seventh house meaning you're personally are transforming outdated forms of close relationships and long-term partnerships which is really interesting I just enjoy how in astrology, like everything's connected. So you're going to look at the stars, the moon, the sun, the planets. You're going to look at and take into consideration the movement of everything, how long everything stays in one particular sign, where things were, like when you literally came out of the womb. It's just all very interesting. And yeah, it's super interesting and super just like I don't know it it plays a really big role in human heritage because like I said at the top we've always looked at the stars the stars have always kind of been a guiding factor yeah um and it is it is pretty crazy how more often than not it is correct yeah mm-hmm. absolutely which is like there's it's go it's like there's only so many different types of people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 types. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have to add in like the rising and the I know. Mood. I, know. I don't There's know. Math, so but... many different combinations. <laughs> yeah. All the combinations. We have to ask a smarter friend than us. <sighs> yeah. To come up with that number. Well. 12 people. Now let me just throw all that in the trash can. Okay. Okay. Um, so. NASA, I got this information from NASA, from the NASA website. Um, okay. NASA has confirmed that the sky today is completely different to how it was when the Babylonians first invented the 12 signs of the zodiac. Okay. Yeah. If you know nothing of space, if you've just been like, eh, space, I don't care. Yeah. We're moving at the most tremendous speed that it's unfathomable. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. if you think about it too long, you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. It's too much. When mm-hmm. I watch space documentaries, I get really nauseous just thinking how like small we are and like how mm-hmm. fast everything's moving. How so, insignificant. The moon is orbiting around the earth. The earth is orbiting around the sun. The rest of the planets are orbiting around the sun. Everybody has their own orbit. Everybody's orbiting around everybody, right? We're all moving. Yes. Not only are we orbiting around the sun, we are all spinning tremendously fast. Gravity, okay? <laughs> all of the different planets have poles, magnetism, all of these things. Yeah. And all of their gravities are impacting us. And that's kind of like one of the basis of astrology, right? Is that yeah. if you think about it, we've talked about this before, the moon directly impacts the tides of our oceans and bodies of water. 
we are made up of what 75 80% water so obviously that gravity is going to impact our mm-hmm. human bodies as well right not to mention all of the other planets gravi- gravity and their pools you know yeah and so that's why everything is so impactful if you believe in that kind of thing which i mean it's literally science so but some yeah. people don't believe in science so it's no. we won't go there um so <laughs> Because of all of that, the Earth's axis at our North Pole doesn't point in the same direction it did before. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everything's moving. We're and tilting. We're tilting. And the sky has shifted because of that. Like the our visual perception of the sky has shifted. Right. Um, so here's an example, okay? In August 4th birthday would mean a person was born under the sign of cancer one constellation earlier not leo okay mm-hmm. so usually august 4th would be a leo but because of the tilt because of where we are now under the traditional like babylonian invention uh mm-hmm. if they would have said okay you would be a leo but based on the shift that person would in fact be a cancer okay okay so question Yes. These, the 12 symbols we use now. Yes. Are these the originals or are these, these are the OG? Ones? These are the OG. These, we still, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, all the astrologists and all the magazines and all the things and CoStar and all the stuff, it's the OG interpretation. Okay. Um, the earth has moved on its axis since that Greek civilization, since uh, Greek civilization and like Ptolemy wrote the book and everything. Um, and this process is called precession. Um, okay. So the dates that were used to mark the signs don't really correspond to the background constellations that gave them their sign names. Um, okay, this is kind of like verbatim NASA website, okay? So in fact, the chronologically, chrono- in <laughs> fact, the chronology has really shifted one sign to the West. That means zodiac signs dates based on the mathematical division of the year basically correspond today to the presence of the sun in the constellations of the signs that come before them. So, like I said, we would correspond to Pisces. That's because Pisces is uh, the 12th house and Aries is the first house. So it would be, we would go kind of like one, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a direct quote. Before, astrologers looked at where the sun was relative to the background constellations in general, and that generally matched up almost exactly with the signs of the zodiac defined by Ptolemy. Now, astrologers do their calculations and forecasting based on where the planets and the sun are relative to the 12 signs, which are fixed, and Uh not based on where they are relative to the constellations. So it's on the sun and the planets, not the constellations. Yes. So astrologers say if the sun is in the sign of Sagittarius on the day you were born, then you're a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I guess I should have just mm-hmm. read that first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's relative to, the, to where the sun is, not to where we perceive the yes. constellations to be. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, now, uh, this is from a, a stylist article, um, and NASA kind of combined. Based on that, there's a 13th sign. What? I know. So wait, then wouldn't, wouldn't we be the 13th sign then? No, because 
um, it's not number 13. Pisces would be number 13 and the sign would be number 12. Oh, okay. Weird. Uh, so this, which would be in the 12th house, would be Ophysicus. I'm probably not saying that right. Um, and Ophysicus is represented sometimes by a man with a serpent or just a serpent. Okay. Um, and one of the best ways I can really describe this is just kind of being very like manly man, like macho mm-hmm. man. Um, okay. Super passionate, very jealous, curious, open to change, uh, explosive temper, good humor, secretive, egotistical, thirst for knowledge, and sexually magnetic. Wow, sounds like a sociopath. Like a macho man, right? Like Yeah, but like a toxic one. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. That's just what the 12th would just be called. Yeah. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Viol- what did it say? Explosively violent? Explosive wow. temper. Oy. Okay. This would be my husband's new sign. Um, oh yeah, which he's such he's so explosively <laughs> his temper is out of control. If you know my <laughs> husband, you know he's literally the opposite. Uh, he's, he's like, like the, the quietest. quietest yeah, he's like so funny. Person. He says things, and I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> his brain. Oh, I love him. He's the best. Yes. <laughs> okay, so here's where, if you want, you can say that you're the, the other sign. So here's the breakdown, okay? All right, this is based on NASA, not me. I didn't do it. NASA did it. Thanks, NASA. Um, a Capricorn would now be January 20th to February 16th. So Mindy okay. would not be a Capricorn anymore. Mindy would be a Sagittarius. Um, Aquarius, February 16th to March 11th. Uh, Pisces, March 11th to April 18th. So both of us would be shifted up. Uh, Aries would be April 18th to May 13th. A Taurus would be May 13th to June 21st. A Gemini would be June 21st to July 20th. A Cancer would be July 20th to August 10th. A Leo would be August 10th to September 16th. A Virgo would be September 16th to October 30th. A Libra would be October 30th to November 23rd. A Scorpio would be December 20th. Nope. A Scorpio (laughs) would be November 23rd to November 29th. The Ophysicus, the toxic masculinity, would be November 29th to December 17th. And Sagittarius would be December 17th to January 20th. So it fits in right above Sagittarius. Okay. Um, which is weird. So. Yeah. Is yeah. Weird. So that is what the, if you're going to be scientifically technical about it, to the T. Nope. It That is technically the change. <laughs> um, but a lot of people... Almost all people, I almost guarantee 99.2% of the people follow the traditional, two, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe you were like, I knew it. Like, I knew I didn't fit that. And I, like, totally fit this. And maybe the magazines and stuff aren't going to show you, like, that maybe you are a tourist now, but you know that you are with the new tourist dates. And so you just want to always read tourists, you know? It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It really is. It's really going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> no matter what. 
no matter what, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people who maybe see that new list and then think, oh yeah, well that makes sense because yeah. And some, I never, like, you and I are like, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. NASA. Thanks NASA. But can't no, tell thanks. me what to do. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's okay. very interesting. It's super interesting. Now, um, I couldn't leave without discussing some of the other major um, types of kind of like astrological tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so first I want to talk about Chinese astrology um, just really briefly because it is actually a really important um, piece to Chinese heritage and tradition. A lot yeah. of people um, really associate to it as well and um, it is taught in schools. I do a whole unit on it like in the week um i don't have to but i do because that's cool me um and my husband is uh partially chinese and so um we like it the development of the chinese astrology is really tied to the han dynasty um and the chinese zodiac is one of the oldest known horoscope systems in the world Um, And as everyone knows, it's connected to the 12 animal chain. So there's an animal associated with every year and you don't hit that animal again for 12 years, right? So it's like every 12 years you get that animal. Now, um, according to the Chinese astrology, the year of a person's birth is represented by one of these animals. The 12 animal signs um, or zodiac symbols are the rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, Horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. Mm-hmm. Are we in the year of the rat? I think. Yes, because my son is a rat and he just turned 12. So Chinese astrology also has like five elements of nature, uh, which is really interesting. Um, it's water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And so according to the Chinese astrology, a person's destiny can be determined by the position of the planets and position of the sun and moon, just like this, I'm going to call it Greek, Babylonian, Sumerian, I don't know Uh what you would call that area, Um, European, European astrology? Sure, let's go with it. Sure. Um, And so obviously a person's destiny can be determined by all of those positions. Um, Mm -hmm. They believe that our birth year can determine our attitude and potential and that animal birth signs have symbolism and represent a specific behavior. Okay. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The second one I wanted to talk about, I think it's either Yotisha or Jyotisha is traditional hindu um it's a system of astrology and astronomy which are two different things um which is also known as hindu or indian astrology or more recently vedic astrology so um this vedic astrology horoscopes are divided into three main branches so you have indian astronomy mundane astrology and predictive astrology um indian astrology can reveal our character guide our future reveal which are most kind of like compatible signs uh one of the greatest tools that this type of astrology has um is the position of the moon and the nakshatras oh apologize for that translation fancy um the nirana or the side reel zodiac is a kind of like a a belt of 360 degrees 
um, which is like a tropical zodiac, is divided into 12 equal pieces. So again, very similar. Um, oh, they call it Western astrology or like European astrology. The European or like Western astrology uses a moving zodiac because we know like everything like moves in the sky. Um, but this is fixed. So I guess it's okay. like fixed in place. Um, the Vedic system, you'll most likely will no longer be the same star signs you thought you were. Um, although there are like some exceptions. So you could be kind of like in the same constellation zone, but because theirs is like a fixed system, um, uh -huh. it might be different. Okay. It's interesting. So it sounds pretty similar, um, especially with like character, relationships, compatibilities, things like that. Yeah. All right. The um, last thing I want to talk about is Mayan astrology. So Mayan astrology is kind of where we get that the world was going to end in 2012, but then it didn't. Oh, and then there's like that meme going around that the Mayan calendar maker was like dyslexic and he meant to put like 2021 instead of like <laughs> <laughs> 2012, yeah. um, which I mean, wouldn't be surprising. So um, Mayan astrology is based on the Mayan calendar and it's one of the most forward thinking types of astrology. Okay. Uh, the Mayan calendar or Zoklin is based on the energy of the cosmos and the evolution of creation. Oh. Sounds intense. Yeah. Um, this calendar consists of 20 day signs or solar tribes and 13 galactic numbers, making a wow. 260 day calendar year. Okay. Um, ancient Mayans believe that in order to have peace and harmony in life, you had to understand and align yourself with this universal energy. And each of these 20 signs represents a day in the Mayan calendar. Uh, okay. This allows people of different months and years to share the same day glyph because, um, you know, they used uh, the monoglyph. Um, right. I think you can technically call them hieroglyphics just because they're, uh, I would kind of call them more like pictographs. I can go on a tangent about ancient <laughs> writing, but I won't. Um, their writing wasn't letters. It was symbols. Okay. There you <laughs> so, go. There we go. Um, so <laughs> share the same kind of like glyph with someone else. Um, yeah. Even if you were born in very different times. So uh, one's Mayan day sign defines his or her personality. Okay. So super interesting. And yeah. I mean, if you really connect with your ancestral um, culture, whether that be the Chinese zodiac, the Mayan astrology, um, if you have Hindu heritage and you want to look at the Vedic, um, do that, you know? I like, should look into the Mayan astrology. Yeah, it's super cool. And they were very intelligent about it and like, su like very forward thinking. And I mean, if you go into Mayan astrology, they were like way ahead of their time. Um, I bet. They were very advanced in a lot of ways. They were, and so cool. Um, so, I mean, you have Western astrology, you have all different kinds, and this is just a scratch the surface. This is just four different kinds. Right. We have a whole world of different kinds, you know? So, yeah. look into it, see what your heritage has to offer, see what you like the best. Yeah. See what you connect with the most. Yeah.
Very cool. So that was astrology in a hour long nutshell. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could we probably we could talk about it for hours ages. and hours, hours and hours and hours, but we're not going to because Jamie yeah. has a scary story for us. All right, so we will just call this our witchy moments and just yeah. Right in, so. Sure. Go for it. Okay, so this happened over this past weekend. Um, it was Saturday, Saturday night, and let's see. So my my kid was with his dad, so I was totally alone. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I was I was really tired because, like I said, I had been like working in the <laughs> in the yard all day. Yeah, and. So I was like, oh, finally, like, it's like 1130. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm tired. I'm sore, like whatever. Yeah. So I'm laying there and then I start. So in my room, I have my, my dog, his crate, mm-hmm. because he, he chews and pees on everything. So I put him in his crate at night. He's got his big bed, his blankets, you know, his pillows. He's got it like all fluffy and nice. Yeah. So sometimes when he's in there and he's moving, you hear like the shuffling or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to sleep. I'm facing away from the, I'm facing the wall, like facing away from the room and his crate's behind me. And I hear like shuffling and you know, I'm, I'll, I'll turn around and his name's Charlie and I'll be like, Charlie, go to bed, like go lay down, go to sleep. And he'll lay down and he'll go to sleep. So I turned around to like, tell him relax. And he was asleep, like fully like out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's weird. And then, you know, I didn't see anything. And so I turn around again and I start hearing like shuffling again. Mm. and it sounds like you know when you like walk and you have like slippers on yeah it sounded like that almost but like oh. weird but like I couldn't I, I like absolutely cannot pinpoint and it kind of also sounded because I have some boxes in my room like just Amazon boxes or you know and it also kind of sounded like boxes like rubbing up like cardboard boxes rubbing up against each other yeah yeah you yeah, know? yeah. So I turned around and I was like, maybe my cat is like jumping on one of the boxes. But no, my cat's like, I, my two cats, one is sleeping like next to me on the bed, on the pillow. And the other one is up in her cat tree. She's totally asleep. Yeah. So this, this just like goes on. And then I, I turn, I go turn around again. And then I turn around one more time because I swear I felt someone sit on my bed. Oh, like, no. Don't like that. Or. Or, like, maybe the cat, like, somebody, like, you know, like, that depression. It wasn't, Yeah. it wasn't fast. When it's the cats, you can feel it. They jump, you know, like a dog. They jump on the bed. Yeah. It felt like someone came and, like, slowly sat, like, behind my back and, like, just sat down. Mm. And so I turned around real quick and I saw, like, I didn't see a person. I didn't see anything like that. But I saw, like, a, it's, it's so hard to describe. Like, take, like, a black wire. Mm-hmm. okay and and like and lay it down like long ways on your bed you know say like it's yeah. a charger or something yeah. I turned around and I saw what looked like that just like a long black line the length of my bed like fall to the floor oh. like just fall over onto the floor and yeah. I looked over and I didn't see anything out of the ordinary you know so I was kind of uh freaked out a little because then I started feeling like I wasn't alone like you know you get that feeling Uh I started just feeling like oh somebody is here or somebody's watching me or whatever so I'm like you know what 
like go to sleep. I turn the TV back on. I put, I think I put on like sex in the city. I was like something I can just fall asleep to. I start falling asleep and you know, um, you know, when there's like an earthquake and you can hear it coming. Yeah. Like you can hear it, like the rumbling start far away and then gets close and then it like keeps going. Mm -hmm. So I heard that like far away, it sounded far away. And then my cat picked up her head and she tracked. So then the noise came like a noise, like it was like an earthquake noise. Like it came and it, it, um, came from far away, came up, you know, then it like reached a high, like a pitch, like a high noise. Mm -hmm. And then it like slowly rolled away. And the whole time, the direction that the noise went in, my cat tracked something like from one side of the room to the next, to the other side of the room, like watched something go from one side to the other side as the noise was going from one side to the other side of the room. And I like flipped out. (laughs) I like, it made my heart race, but also like my dog was asleep. He didn't wake up. Like he he's very jittery so like the the um fireworks that have been going off like you know he he freaks out about them but this didn't wake him up at all so Mm. I I have no idea what it was there was no earthquake that I saw you know I even looked it up but I was like was there just an earthquake nothing shook um I didn't turn around to see what it was Uh, I just then my cat just laid her head back down and she just laid her head back down and just went back to sleep and I was like I don't know um, I, Which I honestly did she track it. She tracked it like she was looking out of that big window I have behind my bed. Uh-huh. She was like looking at something outside the window. Like from the bathroom to the window or from the window to the bathroom? From like if she was look she was like at my like at my f- feet. Oh, okay. So she was looking out to the window from my bathroom to the window. Ugh. And like watch something like very slowly as as the noise happened she yeah. was like i could see her looking at whatever it, whatever it was i literally thought someone was like taking something and like scratching the side of my house Ooh. and like just walking along like that's the visual i got in my head like someone yeah like took something and went from one side of my house and walked to the other side of my house and like scratched into the wall like that's how like deep and like rumbly it was but I don't like that. I don't know what it was. I haven't heard it since. Um, I haven't really, uh, uh, truthfully, I've been taking stuff at night to sleep because yeah. that night before and the night after I had a really hard time sleeping. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, but it freaked me out. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's I mean, horrible. it was, and it was a long night and then I woke up, uh, I I think what that was probably like I think I think it was like at three o'clock in the morning oh. so I remember like falling asleep waking up falling asleep waking up and then after that I was just like I was up till like six o'clock in the morning huh so I wonder if like the thing whatever it was that like was on your bed like left the room like when this yeah happened? I don't Maybe they just started I don't know. passing through. I don't. I really couldn't say because it was. It felt like two different things. 
two different things. I don't know if they happened. Like it, it, it felt like the thing outside uh-huh. in my mind was much bigger than the thing in my room. Ugh. You know what I mean? It's gross. <laughs> like in my mind, the visual I got, cause it woke me up. The sound was so loud. It woke me up. Yeah. That I just had this like image of something like large. Hmm. But I really don't know. I have but absolutely once I started zero ideas. Hearing the shuffling, feeling somebody sit on my bed, it was it was just like a long night of just noises and sensations, and I was like, yeah. "What is happening?" And nothing. That was the happening. same. Not, well, no, not really. Not since then, because uh, I've been taking stuff to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. St- I was trying to stay up because even though we couldn't see the eclipse from where we live, I wanted to like be awake, like while it was happening. Yeah. Um, and it was because I think it was like 1145 our time is like when it was supposed to be happening unless mm-hmm. I read that wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was like after that is when everything started kind of kicking up a little. Huh. It was very strange. I've never had that, those sensations before. That sounds terrifying. Wasn't fun. No. I can't imagine that it was. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to sleep. I don't think I slept for like two days. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my creepy story. That is a creepy story. So I don't know. That's ever happened to any of you. Like, let us know because it's. Yeah. I wonder what that was. Or if it was just like something messing with you, seeing what your reaction was. Yeah. I don't know. I froze. I just froze. Yeah, maybe it would have stayed longer if you like had reacted more like viscerally. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care to find out. Hopefully I'm not alone anymore. So um, maybe that's another reason why. I wonder if like your cat would have responded differently if it was like some kind of like aggressive presence versus just something kind of passing through. Right, which is so what that was strange to me is that neither one of my cats did anything, and my dog didn't even wake up. Mm-hmm. He was asleep, he slept through the whole thing. That's why I yeah. was like, "What is what is even happening?" Like, but seeing her, my cat, uh, it was Stevie. Seeing her like pick up her head and just like watch it go from one side of the window to the other. Yeah, I was like, my eyes were like. I was like, what is happening? I was like, what's up? What's out there? <laughs> so I didn't want to turn around. I was yeah. like, nah. You're went, like, no. You're like, no thanks. Yeah. No, thank you. I should just put her head down. Went back to sleep. I was like, well, it couldn't have been something that bad because exactly. none of the animals reacted. Maybe. I think the eclipse had something to do with it. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising at all. Like, yeah. not at all. Yeah. <sighs> well. Do you have any witchy moments? I, well, yeah, yours is very entertaining, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just had, like, a inadvertent, like, Letha, like, nice Letha, I guess. Um, I didn't get to make my honey cake, because, like I had said at the top, we went spontaneous. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um you've heard me say on here before that I'm still very um, worried about COVID and like, I don't really do anything. And um, 
we wanted to kind of just like get out of the house and with my husband's job he knows of a lot of uh, campsites that aren't near people so we did that like dispersed camping which is no running water no toilets we were literally 35 minutes from the nearest other person and like when we were first driving in and I was like okay like we're still going and then it wasn't actual road anymore and then (laughs) the road like thinned even more and then I was like we're just we're gonna die it's fine and um (laughs) we finally got to the campsite it was completely like just like I said 35 minutes from the closest person there was no (laughs) other people um like great and um but it turned out to be very lovely but it was very last minute so um we literally decided in like an hour that we were gonna go and then yeah left because we went it's uh up by june lake in mammoth um so like mammoth was like about 45 minutes from where we were actually camping and june lake was like uh was in california was like 30 35 ish minutes from where we were camping those are like mm-hmm. the nearest people and um it was nice it was lovely it was a lot of mosquitoes but the exciting thing <laughs> was um i was able to be in like this ridiculous silence with like a bonfire like on lisa and it was really nice and yeah like, relaxing and recharging and um we burned intentions in the fire and just kind of like had a Uh, nice time that's nice it was good and I would maybe do it again but running water is better (laughs) (laughs) um but I enjoyed it and I enjoyed myself and even though I didn't get to make my honey cake I'll make it this week probably because I got everything for it so yeah but you were out in nature and that was yeah. It's the best way to do it. It's nothing like nature. Um, super exciting. We're probably going to pick our uh, 10,000 giveaway person um, by the end of the day today and probably announce it tomorrow morning. So today uh, is June 24th. This will go up on June 25th. So by the time you listen to this, we'll probably already know who the winner is. Um, yeah. And the two As of this up. recording, Where it's... Are we at? It is uh, 1.15 in the afternoon. We are five people away from 10,000. <laughs> five people. Five people. Tell your friends. It's so exciting. Well. It is really exciting. Future. Oh, that's true. In the past. We're very excited in the past. We're very excited <laughs> in the past. We're also going to be very excited in the future. Yes. Um, so thank you so much, everyone, who entered that giveaway. Uh, we do have more giveaways coming, which are really exciting. Um, all of our not United States people, we are going to figure out a giveaway um, that we will open up internationally. I think our, I think our next one should is should be good for international. Yeah, I think um, so. that would probably be. A good one. We will definitely, um, yeah, because we know it's kind of a bummer. We have a lot of international listeners. Yeah. that don't get to participate in some giveaways. So we definitely want to do something for that everybody can do. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that one is super cool. I don't want to give the details on it yet, but it's very interactive. It's fun. They're going <laughs> to like it. Yeah. Um, so that we're going to do that a little bit later. 
Um, but this one will be closed by the time you listen to this. So again, thank you so much. Um, mm -hmm. Next week, what are we doing? Tea leaves, tea leaf interpretation. I can't remember what that's called. There's a name for it. Something, yeah. I'll tell you next well, week. You'll find out next cliffhanger. week. It's cliffhanger. It's cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, More professional. <laughs> so professional. Uh, well, uh, thanks for listening. Thank and, you so much. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.